Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles tonight, we're actually in our final series of uh, The Blessed Life. Amen. So tonight, you know, we've gone through this couple of last couple of weeks. Man, can you, man, I just can't imagine like how quick this month has gone by. I mean, we're already at the end of the month, getting closer to Christmas. I hope you're ready. Amen. So 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 is where we're reading uh, our verse of scripture each week that we've been looking at. And so tonight, I mean, these last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the calling to blessing, our calling to blessing. This is what God has planned for you and I. He's called us into this blessing. It's our inheritance with Jesus. I mean, this is where the blessing of God flows. And you know what? So many times we can come to church and all you can hear or you can look on YouTube and there's preachers who preach this prosperity gospel and it's just completely out of whack, completely unbiblical. And so we've been going through this series so we can get a biblical understanding of the blessing of God because God does want to bless us. Can you say amen? You know, the Christian life is, isn't just to be lived. And you know what? Because Jesus said he came to give life and life more abundantly. And the blessing of God is more than just money. Amen. The blessing of God is more than just receiving from Him. The true blessing or the riches is actually found in Christ. The blessing of God is salvation. And through that, it's relationships with other people. It's relationships with other uh, like-minded people of God. And so I want to preach tonight uh, the blessed life. And we're going to look at the valley of blessing tonight. The valley of blessing. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. I believe God wants to bless you and also so that you can bless others. And so 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, if you're there, say amen. amen. All right, if you're not there, say hold on. Oh, come on, Henry. Nah. <laughs> here we go. All right, here we go. 1 Peter 3, verse 9, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. Get that. I want you to capture that in your heart as we move on from this series. We are called to this blessing and it says this that you may inherit a blessing and I want to tie that verse with second uh, chronicles chapter 20 and it's a very familiar story of God bringing a victory uh, for the people of Israel and is here it is second chronicles 20 verse 1 uh, sorry 26 for the sake of time I'll just read this one verse it says on the fourth day they gathered in the valley of blessing which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And today it's still called the Valley of Blessing today. So number one, if you're taking note, let's consider turning to the temple or let's consider praying for a minute. Because in this story, it gives us a real life example of everything that we've talked about in the last three weeks. We see dominion in this story taking place where God begins to defeat their enemies. We find in this story where it's financial blessing and breakthrough. And we find in this story there's protection, there's help for our families. It's all in this story alone. You can read it for yourself, Second Chronicles 20, 1 through to 26. And I want you to, uh, as we focus in, let's get our minds to focus right here because in this particular story, Israel is facing a crisis. Israel is facing some old enemies. These are the people of God. These are, they're facing the enemies, which are the Moabites and the Ammonites. And this army comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, the people of Israel are now in fear. They, they're, they're in this situation. What are we going to do? This enemy has come up and we have no idea what to do. And in this case, the leader of the time, his name is Jehoshaphat. He calls the people to pray. He calls the people to fast. 
He calls the people to gather together and say, man, you know what? Let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's seek the, the power of God. And here it is. They get the mind of God. They get the mind of God. And that is what I want to make clear for you and I tonight, that when we're called to this blessing, that this is it. We need to find the power that's hidden with prayer. That the saints need to gather together and pray to seek God. Can you say amen? There are a lot of people here tonight that you've been faced with your own spiritual Moabites. There's people here tonight, you've had some real enemies, some Ammonites in your life. And you face them at your job. You face them at your workplace. You face these enemies. Might be you even married to an Ammonite. <laughs> you might be married to someone that's like, man, you're getting on my nerves, sister. You're getting on my nerves. Brother, what are you talking? Man, these are some real enemies that we face in life. And the call tonight, the call uh, for us to experience financial miracles, the call for us to experience healing and breakthrough, deliverance, for God to move in blessing is this. We ought to be a people of prayer. We ought to outpour our lives to God and say, God, there's some real enemies that I'm facing. God, I can't handle it in my own mind or I can't fathom what to do. God, I'll, you're the only one. God, I need to pray. Amen. We need to pray. I think the last thing we ever do is to come back and pray. I mean, we can do everything else. We can call sister so-and-so. We can call the brother. Hey, bro, what about, man, we need to seek the Lord. We need to come back. Maybe call the brother. Say, brother, I need to pray for me, man. I'm, sister, can you pray for me right now? I'm telling you, that's the power we have as Christians. That when we pray, whoo, come on, there's power in prayer. That when we pray, we call down the name of Jesus Christ, the one that is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end that is able to come down into your situation. Jesus Christ. We ought to be a people of prayer. Jesus, he quoted Isaiah. He says, my house shall be called a house of what? House of prayer. A house of prayer. This church is called to be a house of prayer. That, that's why we have services before service. We come and we seek God. Because we want to get the mind of God. We want to receive a word from Him so our hearts are prepared, ready to receive it. So we do have prayer before service. We have morning prayer in the morning. I get here around 6 o'clock. Because I know, man, you know what? Man, God's called me to be a shepherd. God's called me to be the pastor of this congregation. And if I'm not praying, if I'm not hearing the Lord speak, man, I'll, I'm just giving you my opinions behind this pulpit. But you know what? I've got a conviction. So you know what? No, 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 no. I need to preach the word of God. God, I need to hear you. And so this is why I'm talking about prayer, where God begins to speak to you as an individual. And God begins to deal with your enemies. God begins to deal with your, your enemies that you're facing because the easy thing to do is this, just like in our text, not returning evil for evil, not reviling for reviling. I mean, we could just simply take it in our own hands and be like, man, I'm going to take care of this situation now. <laughs> but how many know we need Jesus? Amen. We need Jesus to face our enemies. And so tonight, whenever you're surrounded by superior forces, listen, you got to pray and you have to fast. I'm, sometimes you just got to fast, man. I'm telling you, disconnect the things of the world. Disconnect and say, you know what, God, I'm going to reconnect with you. Fast and pray. Jesus says this kind only comes out by prayer and what? Fasting. When was the last time you fasted? When was the last time you had a fast and said, you know what, man, I'm going to believe God for my brothers and my sisters, my family members. I'm going to pray and fast because the enemy is coming against our families. Yeah, the enemies are coming against our children. 
And I'm telling you, man, we need to be mothers and fathers. We need to be believers that say, you know what, God, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. God, I'm going to pray. God, I'm going to call down heaven. God, I'm going to break every chain because it is you that is able to move on my behalf. And when we pray and fast, when we seek God, I'm telling you, power begins to surge through your bones. I'm telling you, when you begin to pray, God comes down in your situation. God begins to defeat your enemies. And that's where you experience the blessing of God. Number two, we talked about prayer. Let's talk about praise. Because this is a very, very powerful story. Because here it is, they begin to respond in prayer. As he is promised, God begins to bring a victory. He tells them what they need to do. Listen, through prayer, God speaks to Jehoshaphat and says, the battle is not yours. He tells them, he's like, man, listen, the battle is not yours. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Can I remind some people tonight, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Stop fighting in your own strength. Come on, somebody. Stop fighting in your own ability and mind and say, you know what? Listen, the battle belongs to God. God, I need you to take care of my situation. God, I need you to take care of my finances. God, I need you to take care of my family. Come on, somebody. Do we have any believers tonight that says, you know what, God? I can't do it on my own. We need to be reminded tonight the battle is not ours. It's Christ. And the valley of blessing is entered into an absolute trust confidence in the Lord how did they manifest this confidence well they went into battle not with chariots they went into battle not with the archers first send out the archers send out those big catapult thing in the jigs <laughs> send them out Lord send them let's kill them yeah you ready yeah I'm ready okay I got my sword ready what does he do he calls out send the worship team <laughs> yo singers go forth Go, guys. <laughs> Go get them. This is what they do. I'm serious. You read the story. This is hilarious. I'm just thinking, man, can you imagine they put this on a you know, movie? It's like, all right, guys, what are we going to do? Yeah, we're gonna, we got this thing happen. We're going to get. No, no, no. Send out the worship team. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus, you were awesome, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you doing back and down, brother? <laughs> and so they go into the battle. In this complete trust, praising God. I mean, listen to me tonight. When we gather together, may we shout to God with praise. May our praise never be silent. May we never be golf clappers. Oh, yes, Lord. Shanda. No, come on, man. We ought to get before the enemy and say, yeah, no, no. I'm going to give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. Man, the devil can't steal my praise. I'm going to give him the praise. And when we do, God inhabits our praises. The singers and praises need to lead the charge. I'm telling you, you need to lead your family with praise and worship. You need to lead your own home with worship and say, you know what? I'll get up in the morning. I'm going to sing my song. When you get up in the morning, if you're a shower singer, woo, God bless you. <laughs> I see those hands. Oh, I see those dancers here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the toilet. Oh, don't start with the toilet. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Amen. Enter into your battles with God and with praise. Pray, praise. The psalmist says that God is enthroned in our praises. I wonder what type of worship that you have and God thinks. I wonder what he thinks of your worship. 
I mean, have you built him a throne for him? Or is your praise and worship like a folding chair? I mean, is, is your worship a throne where God begins to come down and sits? Or is it something just so casual, so laxy-daisy? Man, come on, man. We need to praise him. Our praise needs to be intentional. We need to recognize it for what it is. We need to think about this, man. Who are we singing to? Are we just singing to be all hyped up? Yes, hallelujah, shout out. God, we glory. No, no, man. Who are we singing to? We're singing to Jesus. We're singing to him. Who are we lifting our voice to? Whose spirit are we inviting to come down and fight our battles? It's nothing but Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Therefore by him let us continually, listen to that, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You see, it's the sacrifice. It's this sweet-smelling aroma. It's a pleasant offering to God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says this, You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Listen, you're the priests. You're the priests. I, I might be the pastor, but we're all priests, and it's the priest's duty. Listen tonight. It's the priest's duty to offer up sacrifices that are acceptable to God. Man, I can't help but wonder during times of these unenthusiastic praise to God. I wonder if God doesn't feel a bit of it. I mean, Malachi chapter 1 verse 13 says, you also say, oh, what a weariness. And you sneer at it, says the Lord of hosts. And you bring the stolen, the lame, and the sick. Thus you bring an offering should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord. I mean, God's thinking and says, man, what, what kind of offering are you bringing me? You think I'm going to accept your praise and your worship? What kind of worship are you bringing to me? See, it's clear right here in the verse that God isn't really happy with half-hearted worship. Amen? God isn't uh, pleased when we come with a half-hearted uh, sacrifice of praise. But we just drag our bodies into church and we lift up our hands and we're kind of, you know what, looking everywhere. Our mind's not here and there. We ought to draw close to Him with our hearts, not with our lips. We ought to draw closer to Christ to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And when we praise, when we worship, I'm telling you, this is how victory is won. It's when you worship. When you worship, God fights your battles. Can you say amen? When you worship, God fights for you. He acts on your behalf. Let's talk about reaping the spoils tonight because this is exactly what happens in verse 22 down to 24. It says, as they began praising, before they even came within sight of the enemy, God set the enemy against themselves. I mean, this is a powerful story. Before they even got there, God sets an ambush. They begin to turn on each other because of praise. By the time that the people of Israel showed up, everybody was completely dead. I mean, this, their enemies were completely destroyed. All they had to go down now, all they had to do when they went down was just to collect and reap the spoils. They just went down and collected whatever the enemy had been defeated. They took it. It took them, listen, three days to carry it all away. And that's what a blessing is. When God begins to defeat your enemies, God begins to move on your behalf. God begins to call down His presence and begins to move on your behalf. This is what we can experience. A testimony of God in the earth through His wonderful victory and powerful supply. This is what God does. 
God is able to move on your behalf. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 26. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the valley of blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And it is still called the valley of blessing today. You know, blessing begets blessing. Bless the Lord, all you people of the Lord, and see if he doesn't uh, bring you into your own valley of blessing. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. God wants to bless us. That's his, his nature. That's who he is. But we ought to be a people of prayer and praise. That God can pour out his blessing upon the families of God, the children of God. We've gone through these last few series of, of teaching where children of God inherit a blessing where the children of the Almighty God are, are now called into this. Listen, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, listen, the blessing is uh, not for you. The Word of God is specific. It says, you know, the blessing flows to the children. And tonight I want to give a call tonight. Maybe you're here in this place. Maybe you're here tonight and your heart isn't right with God. You know you're not right with God. And I want to ask you the question, where will you spend eternity? If you were to die tonight, where will you spend eternity? The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. If you were to die...